Hey there, and welcome to another Tuesday night here on the bridge with the 8160. It's Chris Hagirian across the console from me, and hopefully you're staying cool out there. That's not possible. <laughs> well, if you're in air, well, yeah, I guess no. you're right. Yeah, still <laughs> jockeying in and out. And, uh, hello, true. everybody. Thanks for tuning in this week to the 8160 here on 90.9 and the bridge. Uh, last week, we kicked off what we called Podcast Month. We had our friend John Evans in of the, pi- of the podcast, The Iconoclast of Things. His new podcast came out today, and it's awesome. It's him sitting down with the mayor, and uh, he's doing great things with his podcast. And we're joined with some more podcasters this week, two gentlemen from the podcast that's called the Chalkboard Podcast. We're joined by with Eric and Micah. Thanks for coming in this week, guys. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. Yeah. Uh, you guys hit my radar recently when you covered middle of the map quite heavily and interviewed a lot of our musicians. And there was Hembry and Crystal Rose and Crystal Clayton. And who else am I missing? We did um, we did Ebony Tusks sure. and uh, Noise FM. Nice. Yeah, for Middle nice. of the Night. Yeah. And then you guys were all over Boulevardia again. And uh, you did some interviews down there. You hopped on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> Eric did. I'm scared of heights. tried to do some interviews on the Ferris wheel. <laughs> it went over poorly, but it, yeah. It was a good idea. It was a very It was also very idea. expensive. <laughs> it was like $16, $16 down the drain. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It'll live on YouTube forever. It was a thing that I was kind of joking with Mike about over text. So I was like, we should get some people on the Ferris wheel and do these interviews. And then I ran into my friend Tiffany from Olivia Fox and my friend Cody from Dylan Guthrie and the Good Time Guys. Nice. And, uh they were down to do it, and so we just gave it a shot. It was fun. Yeah, it was scarier than I thought it would be, though. I got to be real. <laughs> that it thing was moves. Rickety. It moves, and it moves quick. Yeah. yeah. Um, again, it is Podcast Month. Next next uh, week, we're gonna have Aaron Rhodes in of Shuttlecock uh, Magazine, and then I've been working on August to try and make August. I like this month thing. I don't know. I do too. Um, and gonna try and do all promoters. I like that idea. We've so got much. Three of the big five confirmed. And um, I've already started working on my questions. And I know people like to see and hear the behind-the-scenes stuff of music and venues. And people love the word writer. And uh, I think it'll be a fun series of shows. So we're working on that for you guys uh, for August. Are so. you going to like make a special seven questions that involve I only like things promoters deal with? I'm going to give them it as homework. What's though, the so. craziest writer item you ever had? That's on my list. Yes. Uh, but but to inc- I mean, we're not going to drop names because you can't do that. It's professional courtesy here but um again we're joined this week by the guys from the chalkboard but to reset a bit um last week we did talk about on the show lawrence field day fest that happened this past weekend and i heard it was a good time um i think we talked a little bit about at some point esme patterson and lucy dacus maybe i was able to catch both those shows did you go to both of those um, couple i'm so jealous bob boylan npr darling shows uh last night lucy Dude, Dacus. lucy dacus it is amazing great. she's really good um Tonight is Blondie, and unfortunately none of and us so will be there. Of course. Uh, there's a few tickets left for that, I think. Uh, another show announced this week that I know we're both excited about. Ben Harper's coming to Uptown Theater Woo! on September 13th. He's always a good time. And then tomorrow, out at the K, if you feel like going to the Royals game, uh, which you always should feel like going to the yes. Royals game, uh, Run With It is going to play at 6 o'clock before the, the Royals take the field at 7.15. Uh, they play on the outfield concourse, and it's always a good time. It is. I will um, personally attest to that. <laughs> so back to Eric and Micah from the Chalkboard Podcast. Give us your uh, litany of social media and how people can follow you. Yeah, we've got a website, the Chalkboard, or 
www.chalkboardpodcast.com. You can follow us on Twitter at ChalkPod. I think we're probably most active on Instagram, which is just at ChalkboardPodcast. And then you can subscribe to our Chalkpod. You can subscribe to our Chalkboard Podcast um, on iTunes, Stitcher, and then you can always listen on our website too. And you have a Facebook page. Yep, do have Facebook. But you are not on Facebook, Micah. I'm not. No, because you don't like to communicate. Uh. I don't know. I I, you know what I got on recently <laughs> is next, next door. Next door. What's it's like a social door? media for neighborhoods to post things about like lost cats and in their community. People need help weeding, like in your literal neighborhood, and it shows your streets. That's I'm really I'm big on that. So if you want to follow me on next door, I think you have to live in my neighborhood. <laughs> I'll be giving out my address at the end of the show. That's funny. <laughs> well, so let's talk about the name, the Chalkboard Podcast. As you, talking about where you live, you guys. Uh, were in elementary school together and you hated each other and then you got paired up to do a project uh, the Paramecium project which is not a new punk band (laughs) but a project in school and then you guys became best friends yeah shout out to Miss Cockerell for making everything happen (laughs) yeah she was one of those teachers that saw that we were enemies it really happened over four square games on the uh, on the old playground like it was a four square tyrant I was like the Joffrey of Foursquare. I, I, I know Joke made political cartoons about it in, in middle school. He did. Like, for projects, he'd write political cartoons. So, no, then we had this project together. It's a tale as old as time that we actually had to work together and got to be friends. And so ever since fifth or sixth grade, we've been yeah, sixth best grade. friends. Yeah. And then you guys got an apartment together in Midtown somewhere that wasn't too lovely, wasn't too desirable. It was bed bug infested. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was a short oh. lease for that reason. I had to get a new bed. But in the early, in the early, we probably lived like four months total. In the early weeks, my mom brought over. She always thinks that my houses until I got married needed to be spruced up a little bit. So she bought us this chalkboard. I right. think that she got at a garage sale, and it kind of sat in the corner for a little bit. And then all of a sudden, Eric and I had this idea that we would just kind of do like top five or ten lists. Arbitrary stuff. Arbitrary lists. And like, so I would, I would pick one and we'd do it. I think the first one was like breakfast spots in Kansas City. Um, and then Eric would write one and it just kind of went, went from there. Sports movies was a heated one. That was a big one. Yeah. And then, you know, from there, like when we started thinking about doing a podcast, that was like a thing in our life that we really looked back on fondly. We're like, well, let's just call it the chalkboard podcast. Cause we had about 13 different names and all of them were bad. And so it was kind of good that we finally landed on one and it kind of gave us a bit to do in the early episodes that yeah, we kind of so bring back in your shows. You, you like to talk about arbitrary list type things. I recently listened to uh, the New York Times did an article on the best films of this century, the last 17 years, the first 17 years of this century, and then you guys did a deep dive onto that, uh, which I I listened to and scoffed at, and then (laughs) appreciated some of your of your picks. But you know, it's you guys aren't. It's not a music podcast. It's it's not a Kansas City podcast. You're in Kansas City, and uh, on your site you go on to say something that I appreciate that you love the city and you have pride in the city and you try and show off and showcase cool things that happen in the city, which is exactly why we have this show Hmm. to bring those people in like you guys. So thank you for doing that. Thank you for spreading the good word of the city. And then thanks for covering middle and Boulevardia and whatever else you guys are working on. What else are you guys working on? Yeah. Well, we kind of stumbled. I'm glad you asked that or kind of mentioned that because we kind of stumbled into the Kansas city stuff. We started, our first episode was about chance the rapper and Mm -hmm. our second episode is about nostalgia we we really like pop culture and we like music and movies and TV and and books sometimes. Um, 
And so like we books. started as kind of like a pop culture podcast of let's take things that we really like and that people around us like. And so so often that stuff's fleeting, right? You watch a show and then you never talk about it again. So we really wanted to create a space where we can have those conversations, maybe get friends to join in. Sure. And then what we realized is like we do love Kansas City and there was kind of this wave of Kansas City pride that came, I think, it's always been there, but especially with the Royals and the World Series sure. and yeah. experience that. And we just wanted to create a space where we could have conversations with people in Kansas City. You know, we've sat down and talked to Foxtrot Supply, which is a leather goods company. We've talked to Mark, who's the DJ over at 96.5 The Buzz. We've talked to Joel Johnson, who created a board game in Kansas City. And really just kind of have conversations with people like that, musicians, and that's what makes Kansas City great is it's people. So kind right. of have those conversations, whether it's music or, or anything else. Um, I asked you guys to pick out some music to play for on the show today. And um, you guys gave me a, quite a bit of music. Uh, Micah's picks were uh, Ben Quiller, uh, an act named Styrofoam, which I wasn't familiar with, but I really like. Uh, Rachel Yamagata, Tegan and Sarah, and Joe Purdy. All these people I like and have seen in, seen live except for Styrofoam. Um, and then Eric brought in a uh, local musician, Salar Rajabnik, uh, the great Tom Petty, Bad Sons, Thin Lizzy, and Benny King. <laughs> and because we're only an hour and uh, you guys are podcasters and it's good to talk to you guys, uh, we're going to play some of these songs. But we're going to hear first off music from Ben Quiller. Uh, the song is called Penny on the Train Track, uh, 2015, Middle of the Map alumni. Did you happen to see him when he played at Middle I of the Map? I didn't. No, I wasn't living here at the time. Yeah, and I wasn't cool enough to be going to shows back then. <laughs> He played at the record bar, and uh, it was a very, very, very full room. Uh, but Ben Quiller, the music is Penny on the Train Tracks. It's from 2006. Here it is as we hang out with the guys from the Chalkboard Podcast.
after that train comes and takes me away Pick up that guitar and play Welcome back to the show. That was Ben Queller. The song is called Penny on the Train Tracks. We're hanging out this week here on the 8160 with our new friends, Eric and Micah, of the Chalkboard Podcast, as Podcast Month continues here on this show, Tuesdays at 6 o'clock. Thanks for coming in, guys. Eric and Micah, how are you? Doing good, man. Thanks for having us. Yeah, this is fun. Uh, That was one of Micah's picks, Penny on the Train Track, by Ben Queller. Um, We mentioned in the opening of the show how you guys did a a podcast recently about films, on your version of the best films of the century so far after reading the New York Times list, which I encourage you to go check out because it's an interesting list. It's some pretty highbrow stuff on there. Um, A lot of stuff I had not seen, and I I tried to see a lot of movies. Um, But I was was taking some notes, and I was going to talk about some of your things. John, John, yeah. John. Oh, man, I'm so nervous. There's such gravity. So much, such gravity okay. there. One of you, let's, let's start the looking fruit here. One of you had Anchorman. No no regrets. <laughs> on your greatest films of the oh, come on, that's current awesome. century. That's Eric, man. Most quotable movie. Come on. It's really hard because, like, you're right. It's not, you look at the New York Times list and there's some, like, highbrow picks. Very and there's much. some really, like, great movies yeah. on there. But I was kind of thinking about movies. I looked a lot about, like, rewatchability. And I also remember when I saw that movie in theater, it was like I was an adult at that point, a young adult, but still an adult. And I was like, I was crying. My eyes were watering and I hadn't had a movie affect me like that since I saw like Animal House for the first time. And so it definitely made my list because it's so easy to go back to. One of you picked Creed, (laughs) um, which is a good movie, (laughs) but uh, not a top 25 of the last 17. Was that you, Mike? That was me. Why if, I, if I have a weakness, it's recency bias. Yeah, and uh, you talk about that a lot. Yeah, but I, I run into that with music because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not, I will never be an older is better guy because yeah. I'm constantly listening to everything that's new. 
Um, and I and can every time CCR comes up on our playlist, he's like, oh, is that is that from that new band? Is that from that new band? From 1967. <laughs> I'm like, you know. Like, uh, is that young guy um, I, stand, I stand by my creed Come pick, on, though. good. It's, you it's stand by one it. of the best sports movies I've ever seen. I think it's one of the best. It, one of you picked Batman Begins, and the other one picked The Dark Knight. Who picked Batman Begins? That would be me. Yeah, I'm you with did. you, Micah. That's Thank fine, you. Buddy. You're welcome. Thank you. That was a hot. That was a hot are topic you, Chris, on the pod. Are you? Uh, I mean, I don't know. That, I mean, th- as far as superhero films go, there's not a better film than The Dark Knight. Agreed. It's okay. the greatest superhero film of all time, next to one of my picks for one of the greatest films of this of of, of the years, um, which is Logan. Mm. Uh, if you haven't seen that, um, I really liked Logan actually. That was Step a good Brothers. One. Okay. That's where this interview should stop, probably. <laughs> I think that one was me again. I'm, I like brothers? to laugh. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a lighthearted <laughs> guy. We'll oh, never man. be film critics in this town. No. Okay, I'm gonna laugh. I am gonna laugh at that one. Chris, would you put any com- Would you put any comedies on your um, on your list? I had, uh, you know, uh, what I kind of did, and you guys talked about it, was I kind of wrote down the years and I picked my favorite movies. Yeah. Uh, you know. I mentioned Logan. I had Arrival from 2016. You guys yeah, had talked about a that a little one. bit. I had Arrival on my list. It's a great uh, movie. 2015, I had Inside Out, which is mm-hmm. an animated film, one, yeah. which is a little comedic, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't seen that. You didn't have any, Eric didn't have watching. any animated movies on yeah. his list. Um, as far as truly comedy, I don't know. I had Birdman in 2014. Oh, that's Dallas, not a comedy, but that's good. Dallas Buyers Club, uh, Django Unchained, Moneyball, <laughs> no Inception, and Social Network. I love Social Network. Uh, I'm to that one's on my list. I'm to 2009 now. At uh, Inglorious, the that B word, uh, up. You can uh, say bastards. Inglorious bastards. <laughs> yeah. Especially because it's spelled incorrectly. Into 2008, I'm to Dark Knight. Um, there will be blood, no country, which I know you guys both liked. Th- those two movies back to back are, I think, like the two best. It's In- insane. Most insane soundtrack of all time. Yeah. Um, most insane so soundtrack good. of all time. We all like The Departed. Uh, I had Little Miss Sunshine on my list. Um, Eternal Sunshine, I was surprised, wasn't on uh, the list from the New York Times. Mm. But, um, you know, there's some it, – it's it's fun to look back at it, and I, I, I'd encourage you to pull it up, New York Times, t- 25 best films. Um, you guys do like the comedies, though. Uh, you guys had a, a couple of problems with the – one of you had a problem with Gravity. Uh, Eric. I'm not <laughs> – <laughs> man, I'm on blast right now. Gravity. I could relate to right. what you said, though, because you, if you were in the theater – and just lost in it in that moment, like when she, you know, spoilers, gets back to, uh, when on <laughs> ground. Yeah, yeah, definitely spoilers. It's it's unbelievable that feeling. I totally agree, and that's why. So he won for best director that year at the Academy Awards, but mm-hmm. Gravity didn't win best picture, and I think that's like the perfect way to describe how yeah. I feel about that movie, where it's right. like I saw it in theaters, it was a cool experience that I really enjoyed. Right. But I'm not gonna revisit it. I'm not gonna, you know, red box it or download it Ever. or anything like that. And right. I, I'm always chasing with with especially the movie list, I'm always chasing something I've never felt before. Like right. with music, with movies, with books. So I, I think that's where gravity made the list. When you sit sat down in the theater and watch gravity, like that was a feeling I'd I'd never experienced that before. Right. It's you, also a new movie. Yeah, newer. Yeah. <laughs> newer. You guys both are huge fans of Gone Baby Gone and Children of Men. Yeah. Um, and I liked Gone Baby Gone, but I had definitely forgotten about it when I was listening to you. I, I very much interact as you guys are talking. <laughs> I've more than op- more than once opened a window and started a conversation, re- <laughs> rebutting or replying <laughs> to your conversation. But um, I was looking up the trailers to some of the stuff that I hadn't seen for a while as you're talking in that. That, that was a great movie, Gone Baby Gone. Yeah. 
Um, I, I should go along, down that road for a second. You guys came to the middle of the map, and you fell in love with Roe Ransom. We, oh, yes. man. Hashtag big facts. Big facts. I think we fell in love with Roe Ransom as much as Roe Ransom Perhaps is in love with Rashida fell. Jones. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Talking Rashida. Yeah, Eric, you tell the Rashida Jones story. Yeah, so <laughs> we were at middle of the map. Roe Ransom was playing at the crossroads, and we were hanging out with our buddy Isaac. And we were about to leave. We were going to go catch Noise FM, right? Yeah. And we were we were kind of walking out, and we had just saw Stick Figure Man, which was incredible. And then Ransom came on, and we were just sort of listening to the lyrics as we were talking to Isaac as we were about to leave. And it was like this pendulum of like, oh, this guy's really cool. And it's like, oh, he's saying some like really crazy stuff about Rashida Jones and like other stuff. And he was just this character. And um, he is a character. Yeah, and it was really entertaining. And so we were just we were dying. Me, Isaac, and Micah were dying about it. And then. Uh, we had posted a photo on Instagram of Micah holding a phone with a picture of Rashida Jones on it and Roe Ransom in the background saying something like, Roe Ransom loves nothing more than Rashida Jones or something along those lines. And I went and saw a movie the next day and I got out of the movie and it was at Union Station. I had like no service and I got out and all I saw was a notification from Instagram saying Roe Ransom. And all he replied to our story was just in all caps, Big facts, like that's all he said. It was like he <laughs> loves great. Rashida. It's Jones. just a code I live my life by. Yeah, and a couple of things about that. I wonder, like, what what Rashida Jones he loves, right? Is it Parks and Rec Rashida Jones? Is it Angie Tribeca Rashida Jones? Like, I just want to social network Rashida. Yeah, Jones. I want to have conversations with him about that. And then also today, I, we follow him on Twitter. He congratulated a girl on passing her cosmetology exam. He's just the most interesting guy in the yeah, world. Yeah, he is. He needs to come back to Kansas City. He was he was a person that not many people knew a lot about, but that guy was so happy to be here as part of that bill opening up for two historic acts like that. Yeah. Um, if you're just tuning in, you were listening to the 8160, and this week we're hanging out with our friends Eric and Micah. They have a podcast called The Chalkboard Podcast, which you can find wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, I asked them to bring along some music. We're going to hear music from a, uh, an act I'd never heard of, uh, the name is Styrofoam. The song is called Couches in the Alley. One of Micah's picks. What? What? Why did you pick this, Micah? Um, so Ben Gibbard of uh, Death Cab for Cutie and Postal Service sings along um, on this track with with Styrofoam, and it's uh, inspired by Jack Kerouac um, and On the Road and kind of Jack Kerouac's life. And Ben Gibbard and Jay Farrar of Sunvolt did the soundtrack for a Kerouac documentary, um, which kind of led me back to this song, mm-hmm. which just is. Yeah, I like I like, it's really weird, and I like the song. Yeah. And I liked it. Thanks. Here's music from Styrofoam from 2004, I believe. The song is called Couches in Alleys.
song couches in the alley the the act there is the name styrofoam and obviously it's featuring the vocals of mr ben gibbard of death cab for cutie and postal service and anything else he's done that was brought in to us by our friends from the, the chalkboard podcast hanging out with us this week that was one of micah's picks we'll hear one of eric's picks here in a little bit uh, a local act named salar rajabnik um but before we get to that we're gonna do the seven questions uh, we like to invite people in and ask them the same seven questions to build a little bit of a picture of who they are. Uh, usually it's musicians, but this will be fun too. Um, let's go, uh, we'll go Micah, Eric. 
okay. in that order. Perfect. If you're keeping score at home, uh, <laughs> what's the first album you remember receiving as a child or buying with your own money? The first CD I bought my own money was a soundtrack to the film Batman Forever. <laughs> that's awesome. That it, was at, it was at a garage sale. I, I can picture the front of it. it. That's the one that has Kiss from a Rose yes. by yes. Seal. And what I've forgotten was that there's a Method Man song on there called The Riddler that I went back and listened to today. So Change awesome. your life. Yeah. Uh, and Eric, I go back and forth on this one. I have two that I remember very early on. One of them is awesome, and the other one is Matchbox Twenties, yourself or someone like it. Yeah, that happens. Um, but the one I like to brag about is Bringing Down the Horse by the Wallflowers because that was like a really important album for me. Yeah, and it was early on. Uh, question number two: What was your first concert or first local band you remember seeing? Uh, Eric and I both spent a lot of time at the Beaumont Club seeing pop punk bands. Sure. Um, and so it was definitely Reliant K. I think we went with our friend Sean and um, his dad took us I remember to Reliant that. K like preteen years. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the first concert I ever went to was Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. I was 12 years old. It was the wow. Echo Tour. Uh, I think about it like every time I go to what a concert. What was the venue? It was uh, Sandstone or whatever. You mean Providence Medical Providence Center? Providence Medical Center. Yeah. That's the one. I shouldn't have done that. But uh it was, a, it was like an incredible experience because I was 12 years old. I'd never seen anything like that. And seeing like that many people focused on one thing. 1998? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Um, question number three. What was your, what's your favorite film that has anything to do with music? Uh, okay, recency bias. Come That's fine. That's yeah. fine. Um, to be so expected. I'm, so I went with Whiplash. Baby Driver. That's <laughs> such a good one. <laughs> uh, Whiplash. Whiplash. Yeah, so I'm, a good one. I'm not, like you said, I'm, I'm not, we're not musicians. I'm not musical at all, so... Not that every musician goes through that sort of intensity or training, but I think that shows the commitment. You know, a lot of the music that we listen to, people practice and try. So I like Whiplash. Yeah. It's a great movie. And Eric? Um, mine, I'm going to be real typical. It's Almost Famous, which I think is one of those movies that's really incredible. It's mine. You're just, yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's you're, awesome. You're, I think it's it's so good that it's kind of become uncool, but I love that. Lester Bangs. Yep. I mean, come on. There's rarely been a better character in a movie. Crewed up. Billy Crudup, we're a big fan of Billy. Uh, We're hanging out this week on the 8160 with our new friends from the Chalkboard Podcast, uh, Micah and Eric. We're midway through the seven questions, and this will be interesting since you aren't in a band, I guess just looking for a good party. (laughs) If you could hop on a van or a tour bus with any current touring band, who would it be? This, This one actually was so easy for me. I would hop on the tour bus with the Arcade Fire and go play basketball with Wynn Butler. That's really funny. He, he's a basketball guy. He's he does. Really good. He does yeah. like, he's, he's quite tall. Yes. They'll be at the uh, the Eyeglass Arena out in Independence soon. <laughs> Silverstein. Silverstein yeah. Eye Center's Arena. Uh, <laughs> and the glass eyeball. I don't know. Is Rod Stewart still touring? That would be a good one. Uh, the, maybe the casino <laughs> circuit. Yeah, yeah right. Um, State fairs. No, it's funny. You brought up writers earlier in this episode. And when I was thinking about it, because I'm not a musician, I was like, what would the funnest band to go on tour with would be? And so I looked up all their writers, and obviously Foo Fighters takes the cake for all their crazy stuff. Like, I think in the most recent one, they had, like, an interactive coloring book. Really? For their writer. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Where, like, it had a photo of, like, this is a bad salad, and this is a good salad. <laughs> and, like, for, like, their catering. The thing like, about writers, and I'll get into this probably with the promoter month in August, is the band never knows no. that stuff. It's, you know, when you're Foo Fighters and you got, 80 hands out there with you and a bunch of semis and you know you're trying to keep those guys happy every day as they grind it out as you go out for four months at a time and uh, a, a lot of that stuff is for them and you know i don't think they've all seen the inside of a bus for a minute no nah. uh, jets and uh you know uh 
black SUVs busting him in and out of the back door of the, the arenas. But um, good answer still, nonetheless. And you could see your buddy. That's right. Uh, Solar. Um, question number five. What's a KC band or musician that's heavily impacted you? Just a little segue. Um, I went with the Get Up Kids. Um, I, I didn't listen to, don't listen to like a ton of their music, but when I was in high school in 2004, um, it was like, and Eric and I talked about this on our podcast a lot, emo was big, like that kind of scene. And somehow I found the song Sympathy mm-hmm. by the Get Up Kids. And that kind of gave me, I lived up in Smithville, which is north of the river, not a very cool town, though we had a teen club for a while that Tech Nine came to once. Uh, <laughs> cool but, story, bro. Yeah. Just, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that song like gave me, and th- then I found out there from the Casey area, it was like, Kansas City has well, music, and, and like there's, there, yeah, I give credit. They have a new project. Jim and Matt, so usually singing in the Get Up Kids, are now in a band called The Radar State, yeah. They're playing July 28th at the uh, Riot Room. Oh, I didn't know they were coming here. Yep. That's awesome. Um, and then Eric? Uh, so this answer is like a little bit cheesy, but I had some friends in a band called Thieves and they helped me like they, I put on their first show. It was a fundraiser for my trip to Ukraine to do some humanitarian work. And just kind of from that moment on, I don't think I would be here without that show. And so if I were going to pick a band that has impacted my life to this point, it would probably be that band. And we'll hear music from the musician that was in that band, Solar Rajadnik here in a minute. Yeah. Uh, question number six for you guys, what song do you wish you would have written? I wish that I have written. I wish that I would have written "Landslide" by Fleetwood Mac. Uh, I like it because <laughs> I'm know, just surprised by Eric's that. It's funny. No, I. It's an emotional song that I think tells a story without too many words, and just the sustained metaphor throughout. I just love that song. I, it's just brilliant writing. It's tight, brilliant writing. Yeah. And I don't mind the Dixie Chicks version either. <laughs> what about the Smashing Pumpkins version? It's probably third. I had a Fleetwood Mac, Dixie Chicks, Smashing Pumpkins. Smashing Pumpkins were on a lot of Batman soundtracks. Really? Yeah. They were on mine. They're on forever. <laughs> They're at least they on, on one. <laughs> oh, uh, and Eric? Uh, my favorite song of all time is Stand By Me by Benny King. I think just as a written song, the imagery of the world ending and these two people kind of relying on each other, it's a kind of one in a million shot as far as writing, and it's really, really good. Last question for you guys from the Chalkboard Podcast, Micah and Eric. Question number seven, complete this sentence. Without music, I would be... I I struggle with this. I, I put less of who I am just in the sense of, I think music just is a background. It's an inspiration. It enriches the world around me like a soundtrack to things I've experienced, moments in my life. So just less, I think less of a person. Yeah, I'd be uninspired. Um, music, whenever I'm like writing, whenever I'm doing anything remotely creative, if I want to call myself creative, there's always music involved. Right. So uninspired for sure. Well, again, we've been hanging out with the guys from the Chalkboard Podcast. They have How often do you guys post podcasts? Weekly. Yeah, um, weekly. With yeah. the summer, it's been a little bit less just because we've you know, got to do awesome radio shows and traveled and stuff like that. But for the most part, weekly. Yeah, yeah. This, this week we've been doing something called the Chalkboard Remembers as a nod to the North Remembers yes. uh, Game of Thrones stuff. But yeah, so we've been going back each Monday through Friday this week. We've been kind of reposting like uh, an episode and then Eric and I have been writing about kind of each of our favorite episodes and things that we've liked about them. So we will go run through it again, how people can uh, to listen to the podcast. Yeah. You can go to chalkboardpodcast.com. You can search the chalkboard podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. 
Um, and then you can find us on Instagram at Chalkboard Podcast or Twitter at Chalkpod or Facebook at the Chalkboard Podcast. And if you go to our website, we have a blog section. And that's where you'll see the writings that we've been doing all week. Micah does most of the writing, but this week we're kind of each taking a crack at some of our favorite episodes, kind of looking back. Cool. Well, thanks for coming in. Thanks for covering Middle. Thanks for writing about Boulevardia. And hopefully can work again on something down the road. Definitely. And uh, we are going to play music from Salar Rajabnik uh, from his record that just came out. It's called Ain't Got No Time. Eric picked this song. It's you incredible. mentioned why. What, I mean, you want to talk about why again? Yeah. I mean, Salar is a good friend of mine, but aside from him just being my friend, I think this song Ain't Got No Time is one of the best singles I've heard in a really long time. And his album, Black and White World, really, really good. And he's currently out. Can we say that? I don't know. We won't say that. He's on the uh, road. He's on the road with a huge band. <laughs> um, thanks for coming in, guys. We're going we're gonna to end this segment of the show with music from Solar. Uh, the song is called Ain't Got No Time. Any last parting words? No, we just appreciate you yeah, having man, us on the you. show. Thank we love both. what you do and appreciate you. So thanks. Thank you. It's likewise. Thanks. For, uh, thank you, guys. And here's music from Solar.
That was music from Solar Bajabnik. The song is called Ain't Got No Time from his brand new record, Black and White World, which you can, which you can check out on Spotify. We have now kicked out the ah. Chalkboard Podcast, guys. Thank you very much for coming in, Eric and Micah. And we are now joined by four young men in the band Instant Karma. Uh, they're Woo! a four-piece psych soul rock band from right here in Kansas City. And I, I always like uh, reading, or I used to like putting it in the information from the middle of the map, what you describe your music as. And you guys describe it as a drug trip through the soul section of your local record store. <laughs> and you talk a little bit about Wu-Tang and uh, some stuff like that. Somebody speak to that. There's Somebody. Well, that uh, that quote is all Moser. He's He's got a way with words. Yeah. Um, words. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we just like to throw in all our influences, you know, just to give everybody an idea. We're music fans. Um, you guys cite as your influences the White Stripes, the Kinks, the Kills, Wilco, coming in a minute, uh, just announced. Dr. Dog. What do you want me to say about Dr. Dog? I just wanted you to do a little Dr. Dog dance. <laughs> now I dance on command? Wait, yeah. <laughs> Sarah's favorite thing in the world is Dr. Dog. That's not awesome. my favorite thing. I like Dr. Dog. It's Cole not my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> but I appreciate Dr. Dog. I, I enjoy Dr. their Dog. music. I really like them a lot. You could say that I love them. Perfect. Well, you guys have come by today to talk about your brand new record. We're going to hear a couple tracks from it. This, the record is called Trying to Find My Mind. And I'm wondering, are you fans of the Pixies at all? I am. You are. Again, the the Wilco Doctor Dog and Pixies is very much my corner. D- is is the is the name of your record have anything to do with the Pixies song? Maybe where is my mind? No, not no. at all. It's just uh, just the name of the title track of the record. Okay. Actually, yeah. I was just you know making interview Great questions. Song, <laughs> yeah, no, it, I just say that it's a fantastic yeah. song, and now I want to listen to it very badly. So, trying to find my mind, it comes out uh, technically this Saturday. At Revolution Records, you guys are playing a free show at Revolution Records. If you aren't familiar with where that is, it's right behind Crossroads, down behind Grinders. It's on the corner there. It's a great little record shop, and they put you up in the front. You got all sorts of room up there. And uh, who else is on the bill? It's the Benz um, from uh, Pittsburgh, Kansas, and then the Atomic 50s from around here. Nice. Yes. Um, We can't say prices, so don't let that leak out right now. But you'll have your new record available for people to purchase down there. Yes. I'm sure it's a very affordable price. Very affordable. Uh, Very reasonable price. (laughs) Yeah, and then it's also available on all the online streaming sites, iTunes. Yes, it will be the 22nd. On the 22nd. Spotify, iTunes. All of them. All All the big ones. Um, and you guys have a previous EP, which one of you handed to me at a show one time. <laughs> I don't we remember do which one. <laughs> uh, it has like a little boy and like it's washed in blue and red. Yes, yes. It's, uh, it's our Make Me a Man. Make Me a Man. EP, yes. Uh, and I, that boy is actually um, the son of a friend of ours from Lawrence, Kansas. Um, we did a photo shoot over there and we just thought he was the cutest thing in the world. So we had to have him on the cover. <laughs> and so four young kids decided to put that a cute little picture on your rock when you describe yeah. it like that. Yeah, well, when you say it like that, now we're having a second thought. Are we too far away to pull back on So there are four people here, and I don't know who I'm even talking to, but there's Cole, Cody, Braden, and Zach. I know you're Cole. I'm Cole. And we've communicated before. It's weird. Like, well, I, I seem to find a point person within most bands as my person I bother for, like, want to play middle. That kind of stuff. I was probably the one bothering you by handing you EPs, too, so it works out. <laughs> and you're a – are you a – a photocopy repairman? I am. I'm a copy repairman. So um, our promotions person, Kim Rosley, mm-hmm. was great. selling you to me <laughs> so hard <laughs> because how how much you wanted to play middle of the map. I did. And she said, you know, he's applied three years in a row and he really wants to play. And 
And I was like, who is it again? And then I'm like, went and listened and, you know, and, and then you played middle. It all worked out. That's right. And then Thank now you have can. a new record coming out. Big show this coming Saturday. Free show. Uh, we're going to play music from the record. Uh, we're going to play Bad Girl, uh, which is on the, on the track. There's five or six songs? Yeah, five songs. Five songs. Anything to say about the, uh, the song Bad Girl? It's an, it's an anthem. It's a, it's a pop anthem. <laughs> Want to name drop who it might be dedicated to or not to? Not at all. Leonard loaded. Harris, because he was Leonard the driving, the driving <laughs> force in making this record. Yeah, so this one goes out to Leonard Harris. Leonard. Where did he record? Um, we actually just recorded up at um, <laughs> NWSU in the band room, and uh, this genius, our drummer here, uh, produced the whole thing. In, in Maryville? Uh, St. Close, St. Joe. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, Missouri Western. I yes. thought you said Northwest. Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. So you did it all there in, in their studio? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. It, it was us four and then Leonard, his dad, who's got some, who's done some work in sound engineering. So we work. all just kind of loaded up every few weekends for about a year and went in. And wow. Yeah, it took way too, too long. long. <laughs> but it was, it was our first time just doing the whole record by ourselves. And it was that's kind of a learning learning process. Yeah, it was yeah. learning as we were trying to record. So it was fun. And, okay. and, well, let's hear a track from it. We're going to hear Bad Girl. It's from the band Instant Karma. You can catch them this Saturday down at Revolution Records, just behind Grinders, uh, right behind the main stage down there. It's a cool little record shop. Uh, Free show. Can't beat a free show. Here it is. Here's the the music Bad Girl.
That was brand new music from the guys in Instant Karma. The song was called Bad Girl. And they're all here. They're all hanging out with us. Left, right on the dial. Zach, Brandon, Cody, and Cole hanging out. And they just told us that... Did you guys just play Lawrence Field Day Fest? Yes. You're one of the 100 acts that just played down there over the three days of the weekend. How'd it go? Great. And you were giving me praise by Fali Afani of iHeart Local Music and festival organizer of... What, what did you say? Lawrence Field Day Fest. Well, no, but what was, well, the, yeah. what was the... Oh, uh, yeah, no, they um, they did a little cool thing where they just talked about some of the favorite bands they saw at Lawrence Field Day Fest, and Fally was nice enough to stop by our show and dug it and didn't hate us, so she was cool enough to tell everyone that she <laughs> didn't hate us. What venue so, yeah. did you play? Uh, we played Jackpot Thursday night, nice. and it was a really cool show, and, and they've, they've redone the Jackpot. I heard. It's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. really, very cool. Um, again, Instant Karma's hanging out. They have a brand new record coming out this Saturday. It's called Trying to Find My Mind. They're playing a free show that Saturday night down at Revolution Records, which is right behind the main stage, the big stage at Grinders, uh, at Crossroads KC. And uh, who else is on the bill? That's the Benz and the Atomic 50s. Benz and the Atomic 50s. Uh, normally, if we weren't double booked today, we would do a full-on seven questions, but there's four of you two, so that, that, yeah, that's already <laughs> we'll a curveball. We'll just come ball. back. We're going to do two questions. <laughs> We're going to do the first two questions of the seven questions. And you're all young men, so this will be interesting. Oh, <laughs> Uh, um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to go left to right. Zach? You're all human beings, so this will be fun. be super cool. <laughs> what's the I'm first album you remember too. buying or receiving uh, receiving as a child or buying with your own money? Uh, first one I remember is Maroon 5, uh, Songs About Jane. Mm, there it is. And Brandon? Moser? Um, I Never Loved a Man, uh, Aretha Franklin. That was the first record I got by my That's grandpa. That's a good record. That is uh, awesome. Yeah, that kind of changed a lot of stuff real quick. And Cody? Um, the first record that I remember um, getting and it mattered to me was Get Your Yaya's Out by the Rolling Stones. And oh, it also was a record that made me want to play guitar. So that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> that shirt you got on looks a little bit like uh, you could go on stage and just with play the with the Rolling Stones oh, right now. I wake up every day prepared to get the call like, Keith is dead, so we need <laughs> you. You're never going to get that call. You're never going to get that call. But he just an alert. Out, Keith he isn't dead yet. Sometimes <laughs> we'll actually call him in the mornings and pretend to be him and be like, hey. <laughs> oh, I'm ready. I'm so ready. <laughs> it's just me, Moser, again. And then I go back to sleep. And crying. those shoes. Look at you, man. Yeah, I know. He's got it. I, I don't know. even know. I don't he even know how to describe it. those. I'm not that cool. It's some sort of off white leather yes. boots. He's got an outfit for radio. Yeah. That's, that's and a face for the match. <laughs> and Cole, uh, what's the first album you remember receiving or buying uh, as a child? The White Album is the first one that just blew my mind. Although, for the record, I'm a Stones fan, too. So, give me a holler. Is this going to be... That's, you, that's a really good first record. It's a great record. It really is. Uh, question number two, which is the final question. Uh, what was your first concert or first local band you remember seeing, Zach? Uh, probably Rush, Snakes and Arrows tour. Oh, wow. Wow. Ooh. How old were you? Oh, uh, shoot. I don't even remember. 13, 14? I'd say that would have been like 07. Yeah, so. that's what 07. <laughs> All Rush is prime Rush. And Moser? Um, I don't know. I think it was 9. I went and saw Meatloaf. And heard Bad Out of Hell for the first time and was terrified. Yeah. What the hell is going on? Yeah. Why is he screaming and playing piano? Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't have done that one. Uh, and Cody? My grandparents took me to see Brad Paisley Ooh. at the Springfield Fair. You checked it for dick. I was like six or seven, so that was my first actual concert. Wow. That's a tough one, too. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, he put on a show, let me tell you. And Cole? 
I'm gonna top it. Uh, Toby Keith. Blue <laughs> tour. Yeah. That was your first one. The classics, you know, like Smoking Weed with Willie. Um, <laughs> U.S. of A. I don't know what that song's called. Very patriotic, that guy. I don't know these songs. In, none of these first concerts have anything or any influence in, into our music. Yeah, again, which is there's I'm very Toby. Toby I mean, there is some Toby. Dis- in disclaimer. There. Disclaimer. Country slant in this band for many years until they got in the band. So Graham Parsons, you cite Graham Parsons. Oh, Graham's the best. Yeah, that's, so. a diff- that's different. Different style there. Uh, again, to to, ma- to re to recover from what they just talked about, uh, <laughs> their influences are the White Stripes, the Kinks, the Kills, Wilco, Doctor Dog. Uh, Graham Parsons, Wilson Pickett, Cage the Elephant. They do not sound like a lot of those first gigs they went to. No meatloaf in here. No. Uh, you can. These guys have a brand new record coming out. It's called Trying to Find My Mind. It comes out on Saturday across however you listen to digital media. You can come down and catch the show behind Grinders uh, at the Revolution Records. Pick up a CD, which I'm sure they'd be happy about, which they produced on their own in St. Joe at the college. Correct. Which is awesome. Just sneaking in and Doing whatever you want to do. Yeah, it was, it was like, all on the level. The <laughs> the they like sneak in after are, hours, like midnight. They had like broken, <laughs> crawl through the window. Do you <laughs> think the security them? guards there are surprisingly lax? You oh, just yeah. walk in and you just go, "Oh, I go to college here," and they go, "No, you don't." And you go, "All right, well, you're, you're still good to go record." <laughs> but it took a couple things to chloroform for us to really figure out the best way to get in. But once we got in, <laughs> for over a year, we had time. <laughs> we had right. steaks for the guard dogs. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thanks for coming in. I uh, wish we had a little more time. Maybe we can have, have you back when you release your next EP. But we're going to go out with a song, uh, Make Me a Man, which is on the brand new record again, Trying to Find My Mind. Thanks for coming out. We'll see you Saturday at Revolution Records. Come on down, everybody. Thanks, thanks for, for having us. Thank you very awesome. much.